I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C a u s e medics thrive cosmetics and bigger than beauty skincare are not just makeup brands they're a whole vibe they're all about empowering us to rock our confidence and when you support them we are helping other communities thrive their stuff is not only easy to use but no nasties zero parabens sulfites phthalates they are 100 vegan and cruelty free let's talk lashes thanks to thrive's liquid lash extensions i must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush it adds lengths there are no clumps and also guess what it slides right off with warm water so no raccoon eyes here and i appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer stronger and healthier looking lashes over time and it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. As someone who is so excited to garden this spring, yet really wants top quality soil, I'm really excited to introduce you to Coast of Maine, which is an esteemed brand renowned for its organic soil offerings. And if you're seeking to infuse your home environment with a nourishing essence that promotes flourishing plant life, you're going to want to listen to this because with over 28 years of expertise, Coast of Maine has meticulously crafted soils sourced from oceanic waters and farms certified for organic cultivation. It's so nice to find such a sustainable sustainable, eco-friendly brand who really emphasizes the importance of natural ingredients to enrich their soil. And I mean, they have, like I said, top quality with rigorous quality control and OMRI listed certification. Their diverse range of products caters to all gardening needs. Most of our soils may lack appropriate nutrients for success for our plants and our plants need this. We want to regenerate the healthy microbes in our soils to set up for gardening success and just for our plants to thrive. So if we add Coast of Maine products, this will indeed help. Whether you're planting trees or shrubs or perennials in your yard, adding Coast of Maine soil in your planting holes leads to a long, slow feeding of your plants, making them self-sufficient and vibrant, which we love. Let's say you want a vegetable garden, 
Not only will you receive abundant harvest, but there will be less feeding and maintenance throughout the season. Amazing. You know that everything grown in Coast of Maine soil is organic and safe for your family and friends right out of the garden. And then you get to also feel good about their sourcing as I'm so thankful they provide natural ingredients because they will never include household waste or biosolids. And we know that nothing nurtures the world above better than the soil below, cultivated from products and practices rooted in coast of Maine. And so they will continually perfect the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and the place that inspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. We love supporting local and the products are carried by local retail partners who can provide advice and insight not found in big box stores. So Coast of Maine knows from beginner to expert, anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community of gardeners everywhere. And their products make organic gardening simple and approachable so we can all garden. So let's get to growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. That's Coast of Maine, like the state with an E, Coast of dot we all have self-worth stuff as human beings it's just you know some of us manage it better and some of us aren't run by it does it have me or do i have it once in a while you know i'll have a thought that's an old thought and i'll go ah, 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 ah. good for them and i <laughs> i mean i love my life i love my life and here's the thing i love my lifestyle and I used to think that I had to be, I had to have a certain amount of money to live the lifestyle I'm living. You know, I had to be a certain place. I had to be with a certain person. I had to be, you know, whatever it was. And then I realized it's, it goes back to, well, just be happy. Just be what you want to be now in this moment and live the life you want to live now in this moment, whether you're making, you know, $25,000 a year or a hundred thousand. Now let the magic begin. Hello, Soul Tribe. It's Raquel. And in this moment, I just want to encourage you to take deep, conscious breaths and observe the presence of beauty that surrounds you in this present moment, whatever it may be. Perhaps you see a variety of colors and interesting shapes or <laughs> or life, any other life, whether it be people or trees or plants or little bugs, <laughs> whatever that may be, just simply observe whatever your surrounding is in this present moment. And perhaps you're in your room or office space or an unfamiliar place like an Airbnb, but you are sitting in comfort and you are safe. And just to be aware of the safety of the space you're in and wherever you are and you take this moment to observe the beauty in this present moment that surrounds you 
it is a simple reminder, one of the simplest ways to uplift our spirits and just feel a little more aligned. And it's just amazing how even just a small moment of really embracing your present moment, how much that may change your day and your tomorrow. So if you can remember to do this from time to time, just taking a moment to really observe and embrace the present moment, whatever it is, focusing on perhaps your entire surrounding or just one piece of your beautiful surrounding. <laughs> just see what may transpire inside. Anyways, oh, my, 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 today's beautiful, beyond beautiful guest takes up a ginormous space in my heart. She's not only one of my nearest and dearest friends, but I mean, she's family. She's family. She's my godmama, my fairy godmama, who has been a big supporter in both my professional and especially personal life and we all deserve to have a dose of people that we can really lean on for all things and i happen to have a few and joni caldwell learner is one of them some of you may already be familiar with joni you may know she is the mother of a beautiful soul walking this earth my former co-host alexandra which you may know her as ali michelle and in a sense your own magic. This podcast is Joni's grandchild. <laughs> and she has been a voice on this podcast before, actually, in the holiday episode of 2017 with Joni and Allie and Joni's goddaughter and Allie's godsister, Lex, and I. And I am beyond excited, beyond excited to announce that Joni is launching her new podcast, Spiritual Aliveness with Joni. I love that title. And we've been working on it and I've been helping her launch it this week. And just to see this finally unfold is making my little beatbox in my chest sing. <laughs> we've already pressed the publish button, but in the podcast world, you know, iTunes is busy, Spotify is busy, Android is busy, so we have to wait for them to approve it, which is fine. It will come out in divine timing. So when it is, I will make sure that it is linked in the show notes for you. And also I will make a little note of it to remind you in next week's episode in the introduction. Ooh, and another piece of magic to keep a lookout for is the Your Own Magic Retreat in Bali 2019 announcement. It's finally happening. <laughs> My soul is telling me, finally, it's about time. So it is not only hosted by me, but also a past guest, a powerful spiritual medium and channel. Brie Melanson. Oh, after I had one of the most otherworldly and powerful experiences doing breath work with her in London, I knew. I knew that she was the one I had to make this happen with. So, yeah. 
Ooh, and side note, if you want to be one of the first to have the applications sent to your email because we're going to be doing a first come first serve basis, email retreats at yourownmagic.life. So if you're interested, email before I let the social media world know. And somebody else who I have powerful experiences with, allow me to reintroduce you to the wise soul of Joni. And you'll hear, you'll hear the story how this spark of inspiration came into fruition and how she released her fear of releasing a podcast and now she is making it happen no matter what. I go to Joni for a reason. She's a wise, wise soul who deeply listens and really sees you, sees past this human vessel and into your soul and really gets the depth of you and connects to the heart of you. And that's what makes her an amazing coach. And if you ever get a chance to work with her, I'm just saying your soul will be so happy. But in this episode, you'll hear Joni's very inspiring story, including her transformational, huge weight loss story and experience where she exposes it here on the podcast for the first time, her sobriety journey, her love journey, and how she decided to choose happiness and Perhaps that happiness was the diet that transformed her entire life and the importance of reinventing yourself and why death of our stories that hold us back is key to our happiness and the power of sitting with boredom and our discomfort and why gratitude is of utmost importance to shifting the light in our day. And also, a cherry on top, many stories of Allie that may make Allie blush. <laughs> and the importance of not holding on to secrets and why. And how she consciously created and manifested the man in her life. And I was there to bear witness to this creation so otherworldly. And it was another proof in the pudding of the power of manifestation and conscious creation. And just a very, very inspiring episode with so much gold. And I can't wait for you to be reintroduced to her and have her story told. And again, her podcast, Spiritual Aliveness with Joni, I will link it in the show notes. She also interviewed me (laughs) and got a lot of tea out of me. And of course, my vulnerability for healing you which i love to do (laughs) now for the yummy review of the week by natal puff her five star review this podcast is a lifesaver i found this podcast while first really diving in to spiritual books and meditation and while i have been in a slump lately and having problems connecting to source Raquel speaks and teaches in a way that is so non-judgmental that you always feel accepted while listening, no matter what stage in your life you're in. She has the voice of an angel and can really feel her truth and love radiating out of her through your speakers, whatever you may listen to her on. I always look forward to new episodes and trying out new practices to add to my own. Thank you so much, Raquel and Allie in the beginning for this one-of-a-kind, amazing, valuable podcast. (gasps) Er, Thank you. (laughs) 
And these words, well, these words are from an angel as well. <laughs> this made me feel so loved and listened to, too, and it means the world. And I think it's amazing that you're also trying out many of the practices to see what resonates with you, because that's the whole purpose behind having many tools on a podcast. You know, we pick and choose like a buffet and some may resonate and some may not and some may resonate later in another season of our life. And that's beautiful, just as it is. So I appreciate you and your soul. Man, and this just popped to my mind because Joni brought this to my attention. I believe on her podcast, like I did in the Q&A where I sprinkled in your voices for the anniversary Q&A. I would love to continue to sprinkle in some of your voices too, so feel free to send your voice on how this podcast may have impacted your life and advice for our listeners on how they can create their own magic to hello at yourownmagic.life and in upcoming episodes, I will sprinkle you in. Why not? It's fun. And also for any of you who this podcast brings value to, if anything that has been shared has helped you in any way and you have been feeling this nudge to leave a rate and review, it would mean the world to me as this will obviously not only light up my spirit, but also help the podcast in more ways than you even know. And of course, I will accept that gift from you and hopefully keep gifting you a lot of value in return in the podcast. It only takes a few minutes, as many moments you desire, and the review can be short or long as you please. And now it is time to let the magic begin with Joni Caldwell Lerner. Just imagine what may unfold in a year from I now. Oh, I know. I definitely want to talk to you about that. Ah. <laughs> and also, this is an interview, by the way, <laughs> I have been looking forward to so much for oh months God. now. Because you, you know me, you get me, and I know you, and I get you, and I love you. Oh, I love you. I know. And oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm so grateful to you. Just uh, no words. There's I know, no words. right? You're and, so <laughs> <laughs> we also have these weekly chats that people should know about as we coach each other, and we just hold space for one another, and we just give each other permission to speak from our heart and our truth, and to me, you're really, you're truly not only one of my nearest and dearest friends, but also someone I just, I love to call my fairy godmama. <laughs> well, I totally adopted you. So you are my, yeah. my fairy godchild. And and oh, I yeah. love our calls. I mean, I you know, we usually take half and half and one of us goes first and, you know, it's whatever you up for you. And then most of this has been about walking me through the podcast thing and learning how to do this and, and breaking through my fears. And I mean, it was your idea to begin with. 
a year ago. <laughs> a year ago. I know. I was like, why didn't you, why don't you just start a podcast? I'm like fly to the moon. That'd be good. <laughs> well, guess what? You're on the moon, baby. You're on the moon. Uh-huh. I'm truly just looking forward to the Soul Tribe to not only listen to your magic again, hear your magic again, but really get a deeper understanding of you and just fall in love with your soul and when they listen to your new podcast, Spiritual Aliveness, they'll really realize the unicorn you are. I love them, by the way. <laughs> I, I, you know, you know, I'm on the Facebook group too. So I, you know, I, oh yeah, now and then, and, and I just know how much you love them and, and the voice that you have as a tribe have created i mean it started off i think you know let's do a little facebook group and that's the thing sure we just you know typed in the name on facebook and created the group but really the entire voice of the group like you just said was really them that created the space it is absolutely and they call themselves yomis i mean it's just i guess you know what what strikes me and i you know i really wanted to say this so i'm glad you brought it up is the love that they create and the, the way they hold each other, if if the world held each other that way, there would be no war, there would be no differences, there would need, you know, not be that person lives there and that person's that color and there would be none of that. It's all, hey, gosh, I'm going through this. Can anybody have an experience of that? And they're like, yeah, me, you. And, and it's, I love you and you're going to be fine. You're going to get through it. And and let's hold each other up. I mean, you know, think of that. If the world was a giant Yomi group, there was <laughs> no problem. You planted the seed and they took off with it, which is exactly what I know you. I mean, that's exactly what you wanted. And so good for you. I'm crying. I have tears in my eyes. I'm holding my heart. I couldn't stop laughing. And oh, it's just the world is clearly it can be such a very painful place and the way the soul all these souls these yomi souls what they carry the world is just not careful with others the world is not careful with other beings and their feelings and so it's hard it's hard to be here when you are I mean a lot of them are introverts perhaps some are extroverts but just loving and sensitive many of them are sensitive souls and that's a hard place to be in in this world and so Thank you for recognizing that. You know, I mean, an introvert, all that means is that I'm an introvert. I just, I have to go back into my cave to recharge so that I can go out and go, hey, you know, but some people are extroverts and they recharge being out there. So neither is better or worse or, you know, good or bad. It's just who we are. And then the other cool thing is, yeah, you know, I can look at the world and go, man, it's just, you know, there's a lot, there's a big mess going on, right? But what I realize, and, you know, I've been working and going through a shamanic journey also right now and going through a whole lot of stuff, it's just realizing that we're all dreamers. And we all came in with these lessons and we all came in with, you know, choosing our families. You've talked about that on your podcast. I mean, we, we choose these lives to learn these lessons. So instead of, um, you know, I used to feel like, responsible or bad or, you know, um, sad or whatever it is, I just, okay, what's my part? What do I need to learn to be a better person? And, and, and that is somehow going to ripple out to other people so that they can learn and that they can get better and they can feel better and they can vibrate higher. And, and the more we do that, and that's why the Yom tribe is so important and every other tribe that's, you know, that's coming from love, that's coming from, I want to, to, you know, make a difference. I want this to be a better place. I mean, it's just, 
So, so I can look at the, the negative stuff going on, but I don't focus there at all. So if I'm driving my race car, I may have said this before, but I don't look at the wall because I'm going to drive right into it. So I can acknowledge that's going on, but that's not where I'm driving my car. I'm going to go over here with a Yom drive. Hell yeah. (laughs) And also, I just have a feeling your soul, Joni, is so happy, so, so happy with the being that you've become and recognizing your truth that you are finally living you know your heart okay let's let's go back a bit your heart you have been through the depths of the mud and (laughs) still not only managed to trudge heavy steps through it but you ended up pouring sunshine on that mud and allowing it to dry so that you can run and leap and dance and I love your dancing and fly Yeah, it, and it's how you know I just I describe your life in a poeticish nutshell. So fairy godmama, mind rewinding us back to your muddy years of what was going on in your world before your great spiritual awakening happened. Well, this is the first time I'm telling the story publicly. I'm honored, by the way. <laughs> but this is one. All right, everybody, take a seat, buckle your belts, because you are in for a ride. <laughs> yeah, it's not that interesting, but. Oh, stop. First, well, let me acknowledge, first of all, that um, that we all go through our thing, right? We all go through the fire. And, and to me, some of us, you know, it's a forest fire. Some of it's, you know, it's a little burning bush or whatever. And But I think that those of us who come through stuff are deeper and richer and more interesting to me. You know, I work with a lot of people. So um, the the most important thing is to not get stuck in the story of whatever it was because some of some of your listeners are super young and and so and yet they've had you know they've come through some fire you know some of us are a little longer down the road like me and I've there've been a few fires but the one that you're talking about I um I think it really it really began with me falling off my horse and um I tore my MCL 100% my ACL 95%. So I ended up in a brace from my from my ankle to my hip. And that's not a big deal. But during that time, five people that I love died, not in the same thing, but it was like these strange uh, coincidences, like one after another, you know, a mom in a skiing accident. My friend had this weird designer thing where his in- internal organs turned to wax basically. And then his mom died. I mean, it was just like one after another. And, and I kept just painting that little smile on my face. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. I got this. I got this. I got this. I got this. That's my middle name. I got this. And um, not really feeling the feelings. I also had two children and they were in their teens. And I had um, a sister who is, was diagnosed with schizophrenic, uh, wait, uh, schizoaffective. So I was moving her into a facility and that kind of thing, basically to save her life at that point. But so I had a couple of things going on. And I, over the course of one year, I I gained 109 pounds. And I went from a size six to, I have no idea, actually, might have been a 24, 25. And, And it's interesting, because I think that, you know, if you've ever had the burden of of being obese or, you know, carrying that much weight, you know that you become invisible. And it's a weird thing to have it happen in one year. I went from pretty to invisible. And it was, it was, was painful, 
<laughs> it was painful for that. It was painful because I was ashamed, be painful because I was, I began to hide. And can you imagine seeing me? And then six months later, I'm, I'm a different person. Like you don't recognize me when you walk past me. So a lot of self-hatred and then, and then, you know, wanting to be a good example to my children. I mean, that went out the window and it was really a difficult, difficult time. And I had to, um, and also, you know, so now at that point, I'm in my 40s. My metabolism was slowed down. It was, it was not, I, I, did, I kept starting the diet. Okay, here's my last meal. And then I'm going to start the diet tomorrow. And then I kept doing that and doing that. And it's very difficult if you, even if you have five pounds or 10 pounds and you have an issue, you know, you don't feel good about yourself. But this was a, a almost like carrying an, another person on my back. So my feet hurt. I, I wouldn't get on an airplane. I was afraid the the um, seatbelt wouldn't fit. So my entire life changed. And at one point, um, I kept, I kept, you know, trying to jumpstart. And at one point, um, my daughter, Allie, you know her, <laughs> she said to me, you know, mama, I think you just need to, to decide to be happy. <sighs> I know, right? Uh, doesn't surprise me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. Because what if, man, what if, and this was the most profound thing. What if I never lose this weight? Am I just going to hate myself to the day I die? Am I just going to not live my life fully? Am I just going to just sit around and, you know, watch television? Like I would get up, make them breakfast, send them off to school. And then I go back to bed and close all the curtains. This is not a life. And I know there are people out there that, you know, are struggling with depression and they're struggling with, you know, weight or body image or, um, you know, whatever they're struggling with. Uh, I, what I realized was it wasn't going to be one thing. It was not going to be one thing that was going to fix this. And that it was really a spiritual um, issue. But I, but I kind of, instead of, I call it the spiritual shotgun. I went for it on all ends, you know, therapy and acupuncture. And I've hired a, somebody to work me out at the gym. And, I, you know, over 200 pounds and my feet are killing me. But I was committed. If I got money and I'm going to make this commitment, then I'm going to show up. So I did what I could. And it wasn't much at first. And eventually my abstinence, if you will, because I don't do diets, I refuse to do diets because diets, um, they don't work. You end up losing whatever it is, and then you gain another 20 pounds after that. So, so I, I, it was a lifestyle change. And here, here's what it was. Here's my abstinence. I'm not going to kill myself with food today. So, yeah, that's as broad as I could possibly make it. And it's the, it was the only thing I could win at. <laughs> so I, I, had to get, I had to get a win in there. So, um so I started to live life. I mean, I even took her to Coachella and a friend. And I'm, you know, if you've ever been to Coachella, it's, it's, it's talk about lively, you know, the music and the costumes and the, you know, atmosphere. It's, and I'm just sitting there going, um, uh, <laughs> I'm going to sit under this tree over here. Everybody needs me. That's where I'm going to be. That's how I started off. And the next year I walked around and the next year I was dancing. So, so basically I chose life. I said, I'm going to be happy. And if I'm not happy, I'm going to pretend I'm happy until I know, until I feel happy. So I took her to, um, uh, and a friend to Hawaii and they, I said, I'm just going to do everything. 
I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say I'm too fat. I'm not going to any of that. And I even went zip lining and they put me on a scale. Wow. Right. You have to be weighed before you get on a, it was, and I was 226 at that point. So my top weight was two, oof, 252. Let me announce that to the entire planet. And now I'm 143. <gasps> yeah. And I'm, you know, if you see me on Instagram, if you've seen me on the fa- on Facebook or whatever, I am a healthy body weight. And not only a healthy body weight, but I'm super strong and I'm healthy. And that was, that's what I decided. Because I always said, as soon as I'm thin, then I'll be happy. As soon as I'm thin, then I'll get a boyfriend. As soon as I'm thin, then I'll get that job. As soon as I'm thin, then I can wear that. As soon as, as soon as, as soon as, as soon as. Hello, my mind, many years of my life. (laughs) Right, right, right. So when she said to me, mama, just be happy. I went, okay, let's cart horse, horse cart. I'm just going to be happy. I'm going to live my life. I'm going to zip line. I'm going to, you know. I'm going to get on an airplane. I'm going to do whatever I can to live my life. And I'm just going to, um, because, you know, if you think about it, I've got another 30, 40 years left, right? How do I choose to live it? And if you're 20, you know, how do you choose to live it? And 30, I mean, I work with a whole range of, of ages. So, um, you know, we all have this sort of a, a commonality of, of wanting to be happy. And, and I, I'm going to talk to you about that part too, with the millennials, so I, I did what I needed to do just a little bit at a time. And it took me years and I'm somebody who wants to be skinny tomorrow. So if I go on diet today, I want to be skinny tomorrow. It was just, I want to be healthy. I just want to be healthy. I want to be able to get off the ground without pulling on the furniture. I want to be a good example to my children. And then a friend of mine died and she was young. She was 52 and she left four girls behind and a son. And it was at the perfect time for me because I really needed to get out of myself. You know, I really needed to stop, you know, woe is me and looking at my own belly button. So I, I stepped up for them, you know, and so I suddenly have had more children and I, to be of service is one of the most extraordinary things a person can do to, to be a giver because they receive so much and that's not the reason to do it, but that's what happens. So and as I'm coaching, I'm hearing what I need to know. So I'm, okay, so I've been flapping my lips for a little bit. No, this, well, this is the part where you're supposed to do that because we want to hear it all. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, um, and here's the other part that I, you know, I haven't talked about at all is that, you know, I was married for 28 years to a really kind human being. Wow. 28 years. That's as long as I've been alive. Oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> I know. And he's still a very, very dear friend. You know, he's still my friend and, yeah. you know, he's Allie's dad. I mean, it's so my life changed like, bam, bam, bam. Now what am I going to do? Lay down and cry or I'm going to stand up and just be happy mama, you know? So I had to reinvent myself. And I've been coaching, you know, for a long, long time, but just a little bit because I ran his businesses and I fell into this gig where I was traveling the world last year. And then, um, and then, and now I, you know, I'm concentrating on coaching and then I am starting the podcast and, you know, it's just so funny when you said you should have your own podcast. I'm thinking, wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't that just be a hoot? But it'll never happen. I mean, you're you. You're young. You've got all this stuff, you know, la, la, la. And, and then I thought, oh, wait a minute. I'm coaching other people to live their dreams. You know, if I'm not willing to walk my talk, if I'm not willing to, to jump through the fear, because the only way out of fear is through it, right? 
I'm not willing to do that, then what am I doing? So this may fall on its face. I don't know. But in the meantime, the process of, of doing this and, and wanting to give this to the world is huge. Pause. <laughs> Dear yogis and active peeps, Fabletics has an extra special treat for you for the Soul Tribe, gifting you two leggings for only $24. Yeah, to help you live your passion every day. <laughs> Just go to fabletics.com forward slash magic. And if you are not familiar with Fabletics, well, they're basically the Netflix of yoga pants. And this may be embarrassing to say, but they're pretty much (laughs) the only thing I wear these days as they are just so cozy and fit so well on my human shell, making my human shell feel so fit. And my favorite pair of yoga pants are still my rose-colored high-waisted Fabletics, but also my new high-waisted Black Capris. And oh, they just, they look so good, they feel so good, and they make me just want to play and flow. All their pants do. And also their sports bras, they may be my new obsession, especially on my runs because they really hold me in. But what I love most about them, besides the fact that they're, again, cozy and the best looking pants on my body, is the fact that they are constantly changing their designs all the time. And they're the most affordable quality activewear on the market. Very high quality material. It's just amazing how this aligned and Fabletics manifested in my life because, like I said, they really are the coziest and most fitting activewear for my body. They also have this really cool VIP members program, which gives you better deals of about 50% off regular prices, plus free shipping and additional perks that you can't resist. So I actually ended up joining that. And so, Tribe, again, Fabletics is gifting you two leggings for only $24, which is a $99 value. So just visit fabletics.com forward slash magic. I'll leave it in the show notes. That's fabletics.com forward slash magic and pick your two pairs. There is so much in everything and all the messages that you shared so much that we must pick apart so many pieces and expand on them. It's so interesting how close deaths or not only death of our friends and family, but also the death of our old self together simultaneously that for me too, death of friends and death of my old self encourage us to actually see life. Yeah. You know, that's actually really true. There is a death of the story. That's, that's the, the key is the death of the story. Cause I had a story about how life was supposed to look story about how parenting was supposed to look. I had a story about how long that marriage was supposed to last. I had a story about, I had a story and it's not, it's not, it's not life itself in this moment that brings us pain at all. Like right now, I'm sitting here talking to you. Like how much fun is that? <laughs> but I think where, where the awakening comes in is when we realize that it's the story we've attached to whatever it is that's happened. 
that causes us the pain. Yeah, it's the stories and the expectations. And if we feel as if we can't live up to these narrations that our minds have told us we should be living or the feeling of comparison we see when we see somebody that we want to live their life and our mind is telling us that that once we live that life we will be happy oh i love what you said because there's a saying don't compare your insides to somebody else's outsides oh and also when you do that you experience jealousy which is really just embracing their blessings instead of embracing your own yes i was told a long time ago if if i want those things like okay so i had this i had this judgment about Rich ladies in Mercedes Benz. Well, I mean, you are part of the 90210. Well, you were. <laughs> well, I, so, but I had this with designer glasses. I had this judgment. This is a couple of decades ago. And I realized that every, every time I had that judgment, I was keeping myself from having what I wanted. So I began to, to drive by them and bless them and wave to them. And I, or I'd see a giant house. I go, wow, that's beautiful. They must have really worked hard to get that. That's awesome. And wow, she's thin and she's beautiful. Good for her. I bet she's really a nice person. Now, who cares if she is or not, right? But it's what it's the narrative that I'm having in my own head. If I'm creating negative thoughts about something, I now have that negative vibration. What am I going to attract back to me? And I'm not going to get those glasses and the because secretly I wanted the the car and the glasses so I could feel better about myself, right? So that all comes down to self worth stuff, and we all have you know we all have self worth stuff as human beings. It's just you know some of us manage it better and some of us aren't run by it. Does it have me or do I have it? Once in a while, you know, I'll have a thought that's an old thought, and I'll go ah 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 ah, good for them. And I, I mean, I love my life. I love my life. And here's the thing. I love my lifestyle. And I used to think that I had to be, I had to have a certain amount of money to live the lifestyle I'm living. You know, I had to be a certain place. I had to be with a certain person. I had to be, you know, whatever it was. And then I realized it's, it goes back to, well, just be happy. Just be what you want to be now in this moment and live the life you want to live now in this moment, whether you're making, you know, $25,000 a year or a hundred thousand or, you know, have you met millionaires that are miserable? Guaranteed. No? <laughs> oh yeah. Billionaires. Yeah, okay. And because all they're doing is amassing those numbers and then they're going to die alone. Well, not all of them, of course. Some of them are very vibrationally happy and we love that. Yeah, but some of them depend on the qualitative aspects of self-worth and see it in numbers. And same with following. And what I'm saying is be that, then you'll have that because you'll attract it because you're already being it. Amen. And I love that your key word, it seems, your key word of what your soul, it's so interesting how simple the soul is. The more I communicate with it, (laughs) I recognize how wise it is where it really only gives me one to three words of something. And Allie could recognize that for you, it was happy. It really, like your soul just simply wants to be happy. And for me, they're both synonymous, but for me, it's, it's peace Mm -hmm. and, and, and happy. Like we want it all, but I think that that's like the word, you know? Right. So we strive for these items and 
we strive to have this certain body and to be skinny tomorrow and or to be fit tomorrow because we think that that is what's going to make us happy and to manifest experiences that are going to make us happy. And then you realize, no, I'm just going to live and do what I want to do and be happy. And you got to experience being happy and then you got to manifest it all. Well, it's interesting because um, you bring up an extraordinary point. So thank you. The thing about being happy, right? I'm not happy all the time, right? No, I'm not at peace all the time. I mean, right. So, but, and it's, this is important for, for this particular generation too, because there's this thing where they think they, they should be happy all the time. And part of it is that, and you know, I'd love to talk to you, get your, pick your brain on this one. Part of it is that, um, I think with all the electronics that there's a generation that has not had to sit with their boredom. They've not had to sit with their discomfort and learn how to um, process that and move beyond it and just have that be okay because they have this thing in their hand where they can look at it and now they can get a dopamine hit, you know, from that Instagram thing and that thing and that thing and that thing um, is for us to, to learn to, to be at peace. Now we're at your word to be at peace with whatever it is we are feeling. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for bringing this up to our awareness and our attention, especially the millennials, as it's interesting. They are the most magical. They're like 95 million people right now, like the biggest generation on the planet ever in history. And they're the most magical. I think, you know, vibrationally, they're coming in like the next evolution. Because I think think sometimes my generation, they just don't understand. So so we kind of get a bad rap with the millennials because we're giving them a bad rap about, you know what I mean? It's like, I just hold them as so magical. And, and that, you know, a lot of their difficulty is, is created by their parents, who me, in other words, and in the way that we parented, and each generation has, uh, like a pendulum swing, our parents parented a certain way. So we pendulum swung all the way the other way. And we did, you know, so the millennials will parent the way they parent and then their kids will have whatever personality that they have, you know, as a, as a group. So there's no right or wrong is what I'm trying to say. I just love them. Well, what, well, I'll get back to what I was going to say, but one thing I do want to say to add to this is I really want to emphasize that I've noticed your passion with the millennial, which is so interesting because I've also talked to some adults who clearly have some resentment for the way and the age of the millennial and not really understanding of the new the new awareness that they were birthed into and they're more consciously awake and aware than ever before most especially there's so many old souls that are young humans right now which I talked about with Ainsley yes. McLeod Great. but I know yeah and I know that you have just this deep connection with millennials today for whatever reason which it's so beautiful and I'm just wondering why do you think that is Ah, that's a great question. And well, it, here's what happens as people get older and older, you'll notice that there are some magical uh, old people out there where you just they just make you smile because they're so joyful, right? That means that they have a fluid assemblage point. That means that they have a th- their perception isn't getting stuck anywhere. A lot of people as they age, they're, they get more stuck and more stuck and more stuck and they get narrower and narrower and narrower in their perception, 
right? And for me, that was part of the, you know, the darkness coming to the light was making the choice. I'm going to live my life absolutely as most vibrantly as I possibly can until the day I drop. And I hope I drop, you know, I drop doing kickboxing or something. I'm just going to fall over at 90. And so I think that there are a lot of great, like, I love my generation too. I love everybody, but that's, um, but I think that the millennials, I think I just see them. Mm -hmm. Isn't that what we all want us to be mean? I just see them. I get them and I honor them. They don't threaten me, you know, as a soul. I'm like, yes, come on, heal the planet. We need some help here. You know, I honor them. And then the other part is having, you know, children who are millennials and, and, you know, Allie and you and my other goddaughters. And, you know, that's, so the languaging, the language of the millennial is my natural cadence, really. Wow. And, and then just surrounding myself with people who, it doesn't matter how old they are. Like I have people in my life that uh, one friend, Sherry, who's 60, four, I think 63, something like that. And just stunning. I mean, she's ridiculous. And, but she chooses it, you know, she's not, she just chooses it. She chooses vibrancy. Come back to choice again, because so much of life is about choice. So there's so, so, so much I want to do to help the millennial generation as they come through, because they, they are the biggest and then they, they are affected by the technology and that kind of thing. And the ones that I've interviewed, I did a, a survey monkey and, and I had people, um, you know, if they wanted to, I gave them a free hour to talk to me and, you know, I could coach them and that kind of thing. And, but my question to them was always, what do you, what do you see as, you know, the positive and the negative of the quote unquote millennial generation? It was very interesting, you know, from their mouths. And part of it is about perfection and overachieving. And then part of it, and she said, and I quote, the other half is about, um, being entitled. And that's where some of the, um, the bad raps coming from. Right. So you got these, there's a perfectionism. And part of that is because my generation, the parents are praised everything, you know, everything is wonderful. Everybody gets a trophy. Come on, everybody. And then they've got to live up to that. And, and again, we're not, they're not, they're not maybe versed in disappointment or failure, that that's not a bad thing. You know, if you look at the most extraordinary, um, extraordinarily successful people in the world, most of them have had many failures. Oh, yeah. But, you know, so failure is not a bad thing. It, it doesn't tickle. You know, we all would rather not. <laughs> Actually, but, you know, I think that failure is quite a beautiful thing. It's interesting to live, which we'll talk about sometime. But I recognize for me, I have more of a fear of success than a fear of failure. Yes. But that's... that's- too. And I recognize that in sitting because lately I've been practicing being slow because my voice tells me to be slow. And you talked about turning it all off and just being bored, which mm. I don't recognize. I mean, it, it isn't sitting in boredom in a sense, but I've been sitting in so much nothingness to reveal so many treasures that are hidden inside of myself. And I think it does help that I don't really go on social media, though I don't want to ever bash social media because I know the beautiful impact it also has on the world, but I just choose to not be a part of that at this time. But sitting in the boredom and finding these treasures and hearing that I have this fear of success over this fear of failure and 
it's because I have failed many times in life, but I've also been given the golden hand to succeed so many times and I turn away. It would be interesting to find out what your beliefs are attached to if I succeed. If I succeed, then. If I succeed, then. So if I succeed, what would happen? Wow. A message to my fellow Yomi. You don't need anything to be more beautiful than you already are, as you know. But I do understand the uncomfort of walking around with digestive issues. And I've also seen my beautiful friends that are so glowing and radiant, but they happen to have a hard time with their skin. And both of these issues show that there is something unbalanced from within. And that is why I am so, so, so happy to have Hum Nutrition stay with your own magic as one of our most supportive sponsors and for the Yomis who have worked with their tried and true supplements and of course some humanisms in this human experience create more challenges so hum may have many different solutions to help you out with that they have the highest quality supplements as they meticulously select the right, just the perfect micronutrients to balance the beauty from within, from the tummy issues or skin and nails and metabolism and energy and sleep or deficiencies like B12 and vitamin D or just a complete detox of the body. Hum has a variety of gluten-free, non-GMO products and most of them are vegan so for the soul tribers you can receive a free nutrition report to find the right nutrients to balance your deficiencies and you can also receive 20 percent off your purchase so you'll not only be supporting your own magic by supporting our sponsor but you'll also be supporting your shell so just go to humnutrition.com and enter the promo code magic for 20 percent off that's humnutrition.com promo code magic <laughs> millennials they are they are living in a world that is so heavily influenced by the highlights of lives that you talked about yep. that yes and you know whatever people are posting on their platforms and self-worth today is so qualitative depending on the number of followers people truly see while this person has 300,000 followers they are more valuable than me <laughs> yeah yeah and it's interesting because the um Instagram is changing, and I think people are waking up to it, and they're they're following. Um, they're following my recommendation always when I coach, and and that that what you just talked about always comes up. My recommendation is to go into their Instagram and clean it out. So get rid mm. of all the things that are are negative or they compare themselves to. The triggers, I, yeah. I love Instagram, and but I have limits. I have um, boundaries around it because I, I I'm kind of like a closet millennial myself, you know. <laughs> with this thing all day long um i only have inspirational things on there i have uh, there's an artist that um something to do with ally and she she maybe has 100 followers or something and i only follow 130 people she's one of them do you know what i mean because she interests me mm. um, and then the law of attraction and then wayne dyer who passed away and um yeah. oprah i you know <laughs> of course oprah <laughs> I follow, I follow, I follow you, which 
you don't post, so I don't see you very often. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> you or, hear from me every week. It's okay. <laughs> we already we catch up. But so social media, I I put my phone now in the other room, so I don't sleep with it in my room. I do not I do not um, look at my phone until a certain time. I don't post as often as I did, um, but on this is interesting. I think you'll maybe you'll find it interesting. So the the image that you see, for example, on my Instagram is what's called my attractive character, quote unquote, my attractive character. Yes. This is the persona that's me. Now it is me. Those words are me. Those come from my heart. And what, yeah. what you see is always something. It's not me going out to pose for an Instagram picture. I never do that. But I will <laughs> take a picture of me doing something that I'm doing already. Uh, but then I thought, uh, you know, my friends from high school on Facebook, they're like, uh, at first they were like, oh, look, you know, she's, look at, she's traveling. She's lost all that weight. She's, oh, that's great. Yay. And everyone's, and, and now they're like, oh, 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 I'm bored. There she is again in a pair of leggings. Woohoo. Really? They're like, okay, we get it. I, I'm making that story up in my head. Right. Right. So I go to my high school reunion and, and two men came up to me and said, oh, you know, I, I love what you post. I read everything you post. And they don't like, they don't press like, right? So I don't know that. If they hadn't come up and told me that, then I wouldn't have known that the story I was telling myself was just a story I was telling myself. One reason why I can't wait for your podcast to really get into the ears of so many people is that you not only relate to millennials as you understand and you see them, like you said, mm -hmm. but your voice is a voice that people in your generation are open to listening to, and that will allow them to awaken and become and live spiritually awakened, no pun intended, but <laughs> it's just, it makes the world of sense for you to no longer live in fear and hide, even though you haven't for so long, but to stop that ego voice from saying, hey, you're too old for this because you're not, you're so young. You're right. just getting started. Well, you just reminded me of something else I wanted to say that was triggered by something else that you said, because I love, I've listened to every podcast you've done. <laughs> Is that I'm never going to get any younger, right? So the body I have, for example, and the face and the skin and the hair, the, all of that is never going to get any younger or better than it is today. So I'm going to just enjoy the heck out of it. I wish I would have done that at 25. I wish I would have done that at 20 and said, you know what? I'm really strong and I'm really, I'm, I'm beautiful. And beauty is from the inside out. And this is something, you, I think I told you this about Allie. We were driving down the freeway one day and she was 15 years old. And she said something about Ariel on the Disney movie, right? And I said, you know what I love about Ariel? She goes, yes, mom. She says, beautiful on the inside as she is on the outside. And then she proceeded to, like an auctioneer, rattle off everything I had ever taught her or coached her in her 15 years of life, right? And oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm literally visualizing this and it's the most adorable picture of I've, I've ever seen. And, and I, I, I'm, instead of get, getting upset or, you know, thinking she's being cheeky or whatever, I, I thought, oh my God, my job is done here. You know, she wow. it all, you know, of course, and then she took it and ran to the next, you know, 
14 levels <laughs> yes <laughs> or 43 levels or whatever it is but she's a seed of you and she's also spreading your spirit in so many ways to the world and it's the most beautiful picture oh my god I am so thank you for saying that I just look at her and I'm so inspired by her you know all the time mm-hmm. and yeah me too well and I'm inspired by you as well I mean people who who genuinely want to do good in the world, you know, <clears throat> but to, to have your own child. So to me, a parent, we're supposed to love them and feed them and shelter them and get them ready to live their adult lives. That's the job, right? So once they take their wings, and I used to call her baby bird, just like the Dr. Zeus book. Once baby bird takes her wings and she takes off, my job, it, it's like, yes, you know, <laughs> yes. Oh my. And then, you know, so she ends up being a condor. That's awesome too. But, <laughs> and that's the thing though, is that if, and you do this with people is that you are so happy for their success, you know, oh, yeah. and that even if things change, like with you guys, it, it shifted, it changed and, and you continued to love and honor each other and, and your journeys. I mean, that's what this is all about, right? Oh, yeah. Well, it's about knowing one's soul and loving their soul no matter what. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of Ali, I just, because the listeners that have been here since day one, and also a lot of them who are just coming today still go back to the episodes, and everyone loves Ali. Who what doesn't love Ali? She takes up so much space in my heart, and she always will. And so I know that even myself, one thing I think the listeners and I would love to hear is a story about baby Ali, because she is a <laughs> unicorn, and you've always known this. And are there any, st- like one story that comes to mind when you recognize her gifts and that she's something special? Oh, my gosh. Oh, well, oh. I know there's many. I know there are so many. Well, she's always been sensitive. She's always you know, energetically sensitive. And, and I had her chart read when she was two months old, the astrological chart. And she has so many planets in Pisces. And they said, oh, my God, this one came in to teach you how to be sensitive. Because I. Oh, my God, I just got chills. I know. Right? I, I, and I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean? You know, I'm thinking because I can be very upfront. I can be very abrupt. And she's so sensitive. And, but she also. Um, she didn't smile for the first almost three years of her life because she was so contemplative. You know, she felt everything. And and they told me this, they told me, don't feed her cow milk. Um, She's going to be very sensitive stomach and uh, energetically you're going to have to, to um, guide her at first. Cause you know, when she walks into a room, she gets blasted by all that energy. Right. And she's two, like, how do you process that? So she, she, and she mentioned this the other day. She we used to call her the Velcro baby because she'd just wrap herself around my leg, and I could just you know walk along, and she'd still be stuck on my leg, and and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's how it began. And then um, we called her the Tamagotchi. I don't know if you remember those because oh yeah, she was so into the spiritual realm. She was so like not here a lot of the time. She wasn't. <laughs> she didn't bother to eat or you know. I mean, she just didn't know. <laughs> it's time to eat, honey. Like she would start. Oh, so cute. And we go, oh, snack time. She always, instead of doing something like um, petting puppies for community service, she wanted to do the teen hotline. I mean, things like that. That's just always been who she is. Yeah. Well, she, like you, sees 
people. Mm. And it would be a disservice if she didn't decide to come into this world at this time and come into your womb at this time and you two be souls that really help us remind ourselves to be and see ourselves. Oh, well, it's, you know, all of you do the same for us. I mean, I, I, she and I thank each other all the time. It's like, thank you for choosing me, sweetheart. And she goes, oh, thank you for having me. (laughs) (laughs) Pleasure, honey. (laughs) That is so cute. No, we're very, very grateful. And that's the other thing I started to talk to you about is that gratitude is critical. You know, if you want peace, if you want happiness, if you want to feel connected, it's gratitude. It starts with gratitude. So when I wake up in the morning, I saw Wayne Dyer do this once, and it just hit me with the chills. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Every morning he got up and put his hands up to the sky and said, thank you, thank you, thank you. And that's about as simple a prayer as you can get. <laughs> that's all you need mm. I have chills right now it's really as some people love to make it I I trust me I'm someone who loves the flowery and I love the words and I love the rhythms but really simplicity that is all you need mm. yeah there's so many ways to to be connected and and you know that's one of the beautiful things about your podcast is you have so many modalities you know so many different people on and that that really, you know, whether all of it resonates or not for people, at least you're presenting all these different things. And and if if we're open, you know, there's so much information out there. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. That's why I love to. I'm constantly studying and reading and listening to podcasts and learning something new. And and like I said, I'm on a shamanic medicine wheel journey now and and learning about you know my ancestors and letting go of that. And it's just Wow. If I stop learning, I might as well just lay down, you know? (laughs) Yeah, we're always constantly expanding our knowledge and learning. And I'm really thankful that you recognize that, that I bring on a ton of different types of modalities to introduce people to, including myself, because I'm curious myself and I don't know everything, but I just listen. And I, in my own mind and in my own time I see I listen and then I see what resonates and I take what resonates and I just release and let go of what doesn't and perhaps it resonates with someone else because it doesn't matter the modality that you resonate with it just matters that something does stick and that something does allow you to tap into your soul and perhaps there's a reason why we all have different ways of tapping into our magic and becoming spiritually awake and wow, I'm glad. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, here's the neat thing, and, and um, I, I think it's very powerful. I don't think there's anything that hasn't already been said in the world, you know, at some point. But when Raquel says it, or Joni says it, or Ali says it, or Trevor says it, or Ainsley says it, or, you know, somebody, if they say it, for, you know, in, from their soul, and they say it from their languaging, and they say it from their experience, somebody's going to be able to hear it differently from that person and can't hear it from that person. So that was something I had to, you know, when I, when I thought about doing the podcast, it's like, what, you know, what do I have that's new? Nothing, (laughs) nothing, it's just me, you know, and, and to have that be enough. So, yeah, I'm just so glad that, that you do what you do. And, And I don't know that they know how seriously you take this. How much you honor 
the process of what you do, you know, and the research that you do and the books that you read and the questions that you come up with and, you know, the editing, all of it, because it matters so much to you. And I think it's, um, I just wanted to acknowledge that. I love you so much. <laughs> and I'm so excited for everything you are about to share, like when it comes to food fights, because you know, that's something that has been a battle for me my entire life on and off. I thrive and I fight, I thrive and I fight. And I'm just curious, do you mind walking us through a bit of what a food fight is? You know, it used to be that um, I decided that this, I'm not going to eat this and I'm not going to eat that. And I'm not going to eat that and that and that and that and that. So the minute I said, say, I can't have something, I must have it. There's a can't have, must have trigger, right? That happens for the human being. So I'm saying I can't have it. Then suddenly at some point there's going to be a must have. And then I'm just going to eat an entire bag of it or carton or box or whatever. And then I'm going to feel ashamed and then I'm going to hate myself. And then I'm just going to say, well, you know, F it. And then I'm just going to be off to the races and start the whole cycle again. You know, it's this, this terrible triggered loop. Instead of making it this huge thing, I go, um, oh, had a food fight. Just had a food fight. Had two bags of popcorn. Yes. Food fight. <laughs> As opposed to I'm a bad, yes. terrible, horrible person. I, I say, okay, so what's up? You know, because there's something up. What was the trigger? What happened yesterday? What happened today? What do I need to look at? What do I need to write about? What do I need to address? Or maybe it's just a food fight. And so uh, I will do things to help myself, to set myself up to win. So if mm. I have a food fight with a certain food. So there are a couple of elements to this, right? If I have a certain a food fight with a certain food, then I no longer have the privilege of keeping that in my house. I don't bring it. So, you know, this, your lifestyle, your food lifestyle begins in the grocery store. If you know that you have a difficult time with, say, corn chips, then don't buy them. You know? Yeah. Um, and, and yet, that's not a can't have for me. Right. I mean, I could, it's, there's really not a can't have. But a food fight is when I either a volume or a type of food or a time of day or something like that where I don't feel good about it. And instead of making it something to do with my being and my self-worth, it's just, oh, all right. So I'll do better next time. Yeah. Instead of, and having compassion, oh, compassion is everything for yourself in that moment because if I am hard on myself for when I have a moment of weakness and a food fight and ah, then it's a downward spiral and I begin to feel like I am not worthy enough of so much beauty and it's funny it has nothing to do with the food it has nothing to do with that moment of weakness but really there is something that is spiritually there and mentally present within us that is an energy inside of us that you know needs to be released and so I'm just curious what are some ways that we can listen and understand where this is coming from mentally and spiritually well first of all if I could just wrap my arms around each woman or man who doesn't get how extraordinary and magical and beautiful and 
loving and how deserving of love they are. If I could just wrap my arms around them, you know, and maybe, maybe I can do that for, with my voice right now and tell you that you're loved and you are beautiful and you are seen and you're worthy and you're deserving. And any other message is complete bullshit, seriously. And it's not your higher self. So any message that comes from your brain that tells you you're not any of those things is not your higher self. That is old programming. It's old beliefs. It's just garbage. And you can say, thanks for sharing. Now tap into the truth. Yeah. That's part of it. And and there's no other country that I know of that is this body um, conscious. It's interesting because, like I said, I've traveled the world. And I, I was on a boat in the Seychelles a couple of years ago and I looked around and and we we're the only two Americans on the um on the boat and I had you know I still hadn't lost that last 25 30 pounds I was wearing board shorts right covering up my thighs there was not one that every woman on there was over say 50 or 60 and they were in bikinis and they were just walking around like they owned the joint I learned so much in that one boat ride to let go of my even at my age right to let go of my self-consciousness. Nobody was caring but me, and I was uncomfortable in those things, you know? And so we got back to the hotel, and I took those things off, and I just paraded up and down the beach. Hell yeah. Hell yeah! With And get this, ghost white thighs, okay? Hell yeah. Hell yeah! So, but it really has to do with just taking a deep breath and, and knowing sweetheart 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 baby 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 you are so loved you are so okay and food is just this thing that we fuel our bodies with and it tastes good <laughs> you know, that's all it is it's it, it, you know yeah it's a beautiful thing that nourishes us and it tastes good i used to hate food i was so mad at it like it was its fault <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah me too yeah yep. and now yeah. like, i find it beautiful it's colorful and yeah crunchy and it's it's true you do recognize and embrace the colors and the textures and the taste more mm -hmm. and also i want to embrace a moment when you were talking about maybe just this voice is giving you a hug right now i visualize that first moment we met and you oh. and i just made eye contact and it looked like you were looking at my soul oh my god and we were just soul gazing yeah. we didn't i don't even think we said words to each other when we first met we just soul gazed for a bit <laughs> ali was like can I say within 20 minutes i had you crying because we were talking about something and she looked at us and she's like okay i knew this was going to happen but i thought it was the day <laughs> oh that's so true yeah well and you were so i i don't think you had opened up to anybody about some stuff and and mm -mm. and now you're like this giant open book that's you know because it's for the tribe yeah, for the tribe, for because it's a healing thing. You realize that not only is it healing you, but it's helping other people heal. And and um, and 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 secret. We're only as sick as our secrets. That's another one of those sayings. We're only as sick yes. as our secrets. So anybody li listening out there, if you got a secret, find somebody you can trust. You know, and just let that sucker go. Oh. That's what we eat over. You know, that's what we yes. act out over. That's what we you know gamble over or you know buy that that new blouse or pair of pants then I'll be happy you know mm. mm -mm. no yes oh and so let's say 
we know someone that we love and they happen to have either frequent food fights or another type of addiction like drugs, sex, porn, shopping, gambling, like you said, Mm -hmm. whatever is just not serving them and we know it and we just see that they are spiraling down, but we love them so much. But it's, it's, I mean, I've, I see it and it's so hard to approach a person you love that is in this pain and they are using other substances to bury themselves in this pain and how can we just approach them to alleviate them from this addiction well it's here's the thing we can't alleviate that it's a spiritual thing only only a higher power can do that really them and their higher power Yep. Now, what we can do is live our best lives. And if we have an experience with an addiction or, um, you know, whether it's drinking or drugs or, you know, we can share our experience, strength and hope. We can say, yeah, you know, I used to um, I used to black out, drink, drink and jump on the uh, bar stools and and uh, drive drunk. And uh, I did all kinds of stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm lucky I didn't kill anybody. And so and then I found this and it's really worked for me. And, you know, it's awesome. And then just change the subject. Wow. Yeah. Okay. so here's an here's another one. I'm going to give you another one. You ready? Here's an exclusive. Yes. Big bombshell coming. So I was a blackout drunk. I was that person and I was that until I was 23 years old. And the reason I got sober is because my friend Emerson was this cool guy, man. He was just the bomb and he was just the coolest. And he was 60 days sober, which I thought was just forever. How does anybody not drink for 60 days? And, and I got so drunk. I got so drunk that night and had the bartender drive me to his house. And I was screaming how much I loved him and threw up on his couch and I wanted to marry him not by the way he's gay and I know that and I'm I still (laughs) and that was the last time I ever drank okay and I'm I've been sober for 34 years so my entire trajectory the trajectory of my life changed in that moment I was given a gift of sobriety where I just said dear God please if, if you let me get out of this because I was, it was uh, alcohol poisoning the next day. I swear I won't drink. And then I found a 12-step thing, and, and um, which began my spiritual journey. Because that was like, that was my spiritual kindergarten. It was, it was that thing that happened to me became the greatest gift of my life. And people would stand up and say, I'm a grateful alcoholic. I'm like, yeah, yeah, grateful for what, man? I want to punch him in the head. But I get it. It changed my life. I would not have had Allie. I was nine years sober when I had Allie. Wow. We would not have the relationship we had today. I would not have the life I had. No one would have stayed married to me more than 28 minutes, let alone 28 years. (laughs) You know? So the best thing you can do, and back to your question, is, is, you know, I live a sober life. And then somebody came to me and said, you know, my my person this that and the other thing can will you talk to him i'm like yeah absolutely you know and then that marriage got saved because somebody reached out but they knew that i was whatever so you know i have a lot of experience (laughs) so anybody who comes to me like for coaching they'll say oh my you know this happened i'm like yeah uh uh-huh gotcha i get it (laughs) lived it well there's a reason why people go to you (laughs) i love it I love it. Don't you love the part about the fact that 
though, that was so miserable, and you were such a mess, such oh. a mess. Now you have this message for others to live. It's almost like for me, with all of my issues, and when I was well overweight, and I had my horrible, like I was a blackout drunk too, and you know, I loved it. I love Z drugs. I love oh. them. You know, I never got into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. good. Then I had a me- I was a mess, and now I have a message, though. Mm-hmm. Like Elizabeth Gilbert says, and it's a that's the one beautiful part takeaway from all of this is that you can now like everybody, whether they've experienced it or not, should feel free to help heal others. That at least your experience, there's something beautiful that comes from it, and that is the fact that you can share it and help heal. Yeah, and I hope they hear the way that we're able to share it without shame. You know, shame, shame and guilt are are. 20 and 30 on the um, David Hawkins scale of consciousness, the vibration of 20 or 30, guilt and shame, the very, very bottom. Wow. Right? So unconditional love is up around 450, 500. Krishna, Buddha, and Christ are 1,000. So guilt and shame, you can hang on to it, babies. You really can, but I don't recommend it, and you don't have to. Mm-hmm. You know, you've lugged that around in your, you know, emotional backpack long enough. Let it go let it go. Yeah, let it go for yourself and also doing the public a great I, service for you to put yourself first and to love yourself. Yeah. And so you at any are able I've known people who've gotten that message at age 13. Or I had a friend who was 70 years old and he used to um, drink with Errol Flynn. And he was a writer and he was he got sober at 70. It doesn't matter, you know, whether it's, wow, you know, drugs, Oh, alcohol, food, whatever yeah. it is, it you know, the awakening happens when when it does. And sometimes it's just a seed gets planted. Mhm. And you're never too young and you're never too old. The seed is there somewhere. I believe throughout your life you're being guided in many different ways to hopefully see the seed, but sometimes we numb ourselves with all these different things to avoid seeing all these signs to I call it anesthesia. You call it what? anesthesia <laughs> oh my gosh yes walking anesthesias yeah what's the earliest anesthesia you can get a hold of as a child i don't know food oh my yes i was literally trying to think of like a prescribed drug right. I, was like, oh, no. <laughs> I was taking it very literal okay <laughs> forgive me no 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 it was a very like out of the blue question but you know the first thing that, that they can control is their you know their bowels and then the next thing they can control was what goes in their mouth it's it's some some of it's its control and then some of it's just easing the pain and some of us come from wild crazy backgrounds and some of us come from really loving kind backgrounds it doesn't matter but it can be that first uh, awakening to a spiritual journey there are so many signs when you are on the right path for example do you mind if we dive into a bit about love I just I can't let you go without talking oh. about this moment in our time in time in our life that was so beautiful, so fragile. This can help people learn the power of conscious creation. So you know what story I'm talking about. Take the floor. Take it away. Well, it was the same night. No, it was the next night after I met you. And you were about to to launch your own magic. So we decided to do a whole goddess circle. 
and we did we saged and we did angel cards and we you were we had a vegan dinner and and then we decided to write to the universe dear universe and it was about the man the relationship we wanted to bring into our lives each of us um wrote our own letter and um and i wrote this whole thing and i carried it with me through every country i went to and i i met him <laughs> only better <laughs> and i i found this crink you know crinkled wrinkled letter in the backpack and it was everything on there every single thing on there and i honestly you know it, it my at this point in life it was i have to live true to myself i have to live true to my life and that may be that i live the rest of it alone but but i have to be true and so um, I had to get to that place. And then I wrote this letter thinking, you know, that's kind of a fun goddessy night. And then to have six months later, um, this person walk into my life and um, he's, he, he sees me, you know, and I see him. And I even read the list to him. <laughs> he's like, whoa. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, is that the story you were talking about? Oh, yeah. I still remember that call and what you told me. I met the guy. I was like, what? <laughs> From the list. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's so it's so crumpled now. I typed it up and put it in my computer so I can't lose it now. You made a great point when we were talking about it. it first of all, I actually do this with, and this is a, a little freebie for your listeners. If you're looking for a relationship, Make a list of the 20 things that you want in a relationship and do it, just let it flow. And then the second part I say is go back through the list and check off all the ones you are. And then you go back and you look at the ones you're not. Those are the things that you need to fix in yourself in order to attract that man or that woman, whoever's listening. So you're going to attract into your life what it is you vibrate what it is you are. So if you want somebody who's loving and sees you, then guess what? You've got to be loving and, and really see people and really listen them. You know, there's something called deep listening, which is what you're doing right now. You really listen to what I'm saying and you wait for me to finish. And then you, you come back with a, a comment that's specific to that. What I was saying, you're hearing me. Um, if you want touch, in touch like if you want a hug give a hug it's very powerful and it makes the world of sense when you think about riding the vibrational wave of whatever you desire whatever you intend to manifest and in order to do that you truly must just feel and be it and then those that are aligned with that will come I believe that with friendships, I believe that with romantic relationships, and also it's letting go of the resistance or taking action and showing the universe that you're welcoming it, because you allowed yourself to show, you showed the universe, like, I'm welcoming love, I'm going to meet the beautiful men that you send my way in order to welcome him in, you know, you gave yourself that permission, because that's scary, that's such a fear to put yourself out there guess what because when you get a really conscious relationship guess what you have to continue to be <laughs> <laughs> yep. oh my gosh be careful what you wish for but you know what 
let's just say you wouldn't settle or want yeah. anything less. I wouldn't, and I won't, and absolutely. Same with him? There's an, yeah. And, well, he was done. He just thought, you know, I'm just, it's just never going to happen. And he's a very spiritual man who lives a very spiritual life in business. and He's a shaman. Yeah, yeah. But but you reminded me something in, in what we were just talking about is, um, you know, you are who you hang out with, right? So that that was that's been said for years and years and years but now you can look at it from a spiritual point of view vibrationally you're going to to be at the level of whatever your friends are so if if you want success seek out successful people and learn from them you know yeah see how they think see what they say what they do you want loving people hang out with loving people see what they do learn from them amen right? to that too mm. <sighs> wow <laughs> Are you ready for some rapid fire? Oh, gosh. Okay. Yes. Oh, gosh. Okay. Are you a morning or a night person? Morning. What's your morning routine like? Oh, I get up at 5 a.m., 5.30. Somebody brings me a cup of coffee. Then we have, we, we do this brain thing where we just kind of do what we're doing, only um, it's just a, this metaphysical stuff or these questions of the universe. We just talk in the wee hours in the morning until the sun comes up. And then I have my breakfast and do the meditation thing. And then we work out. And then uh, we both have the same kind of job. He does his thing and I do my thing. And then we have a walk along the beach in the afternoon. And we eat very healthfully. Um, and, he, and he makes avocado brownies. <laughs> no. <laughs> Made with sweet potatoes and avocados. Oh, my God. Uh, I know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Life, your life now. I mean, your life now compared to when you fell off the horse. I know. Oh my gosh, two different people. Isn't that interesting? I mean, it really feels like two different lives. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I wouldn't trade it. You know. No. I was meant to have that life, and I honor that. Um, and I was just feeling really nostalgic and sad this morning because Halloween happened, and that's one of my favorite, hol- you know, holidays. And my kids are grown, and you know, it's just. And then I remember what a wonderful life I have. Just, you know, coming back. (laughs) Everything's fabulous. 365 magical days instead of one. Yes. (laughs) Are you a dog or cat person? Dog. Definitely dog. (laughs) I had four cats and two dogs at one point. So I can say. Oh, whoa. I just wanted my children to have a fun life, you know? You basically lived on a farm. They yeah, did. In the middle of Sherman Oaks. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Did Allie get along with the guinea pigs? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she, yeah. And then she, oh, here's a story for of Allie. She, she would get me up at 5 a.m. And she'd be five or six months old. And she's, I mean, she was up. So then we'd go outside in the backyard. And there's this tall, tall tree. And there's a giant owl up there. And she'd say, hoo Hoo-hoo. So we had to go see no. every single day. We'd go out, and the, the owl would wait for us, and it would just look down with its giant eyeballs, and we'd she'd look up with her giant eyeballs, and that was our routine in the morning. I think one of her spirit animals is definitely an owl. Wow, that would make sense. The- just like a wise flying creature yeah. <laughs> that knows it all and sees you in the night. you. <laughs> 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 Oh, but it is a Harry Potter animal, so it also makes Ooh, sense. That's true. That's true. Delivering messages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
Strawberry chocolate vanilla or Neapolitan? Chocolate with chocolate chunks with chocolate sauce with chocolate on chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, of course. Arctic Zero. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) Uh, Favorite city in the world? Edinburgh. Really? Yes. Yeah, surprise. That's right. I think you told me that when I was there. Yeah, blew me away. Just the... Uh, just the feel of it stayed in the yeah. castle hotel it's pretty amazing oh, wow did you go speaking of harry potter did you go into the restaurant where jk rowling wrote harry potter the first one isn't she a channeler i mean she changed the world yeah. oh yeah but there's something about scotland and that energy with writing yeah there it's an extraordinary i think it's the the ancient just the ancient energy at this end and i'm just learning about ley lines you know so i'm sure they crisscross all over the place and that on that trip i also went to the stonehenge location yeah in england um it was a great trip but that was a yeah it also feels like a fairy's gonna come fly by your ear at any point and sprinkle yeah us on you fairies in um, galway yeah Wait, what? You did what in Galway? There's this river that goes through Galway. And, and the guide said, you know, a lot of the fairies live in through here. And so I, I was just talking to them. Like, hey, if you can hear me. Why did I not go to Galway? They rerouted. They were building a brand new freeway in Ireland. And they ran across a fairy bush. And they're sacred. So you're not allowed to kill a, a, a fairy bush. So they had to bring out a special person to confirm that it was a fairy bush. And once it was confirmed, they had to uh, move the freeway about 50 feet or 100 feet, which cost them another $200 million to, to <gasps> kill, or something like like some ridiculous amount. I think that's correct. To not kill this fairy bush. So, yes, people believe uh, in fairies. Another reason I love Ireland. I love Ireland. <laughs> you really do feel their energy there. It's magical. Yeah. And not even just saying that figuratively. It truly is magical. Such a kind people. Just, mm-hmm. yeah. Book you're currently reading, if any. Oh, I just finished the one thing that my friend Raquel recommended. <laughs> I finished it in two days. Uh, favorite book would be The Four Agreements. I tell everybody I coach to read that. Do not stop, you know, do not pass go. Do not $200. Read that book immediately and make three by five cards with the one agreement on each of those and keep them with you until you memorize them. So this is my every Wednesday during our call. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling this way because yada, yada. Raquel, don't take things personally. <laughs> Don't make assumptions. Be impeccable with your word. Oh, it's it's the best reminder, though. Speaking about simplicity, there's so many wonderful books that you know are coming into bookstores and coming into the earth and making their way into many hands. So many new books every day, and all of them carry the same knowledge in a sense. But like you said, they're speaking in different colors and languages in their own. Mm-hmm. But finding just like that five, those five books to revisit and just remind you and remind you to listen to your soul and just to remind you of truth that really resonates with you. Mm -hmm. That's more than enough to really tap into your spiritual self. And you young ladies out there, the A Woman's Worth. And Marianne Williamson wrote that when she was about Mm -hmm. 40 years old. And she had this awakening. You know, when you read the book, you'll understand. And she said, now, you know, this generation is so advanced spiritually that this is happening for them at 20. So that might be one you want to pick up, A Woman's Worth. I found it on one of those carts in 
Kauai. They have book carts all over the place. What did you want to be when you grew up when you were a child? Doctor. <laughs> wow. And it, it now, and so at two, my mother made me a nurse's outfit because you got to remember that was the 1960s. <gasps> I know, right? And I was so offended. I'm like, I'm sorry, I need a stethoscope, and I'm gonna make, I'm gonna, hell yeah, I'm gonna be doing surgery on you, lady. <laughs> I see that shows how old of a soul you are, even at that young age, because you recognize that you're not going to be oppressed and that you're going to grab that damn stethoscope. Uh, <laughs> that's a nice thing to say. That's right. <laughs> Favorite movie? Oh, 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 oh. Um, oh, um, oh, City Slicker. Hysterical. <laughs> young Frankenstein was hysterical. Um, Princess Bride. I love that one. <gasps> Avatar. Yes. Oh, yes. oh, oh! It happened one night. I think it was Claudette Colbert, nineteen twenty something or thirty something. Define love. Oh, unconditional seeingness and beingness. Mm. Define God or the universe. Source. Source is everything. It's all energy. It's light. It's love. It's everything. <sighs> if you could put your finger on sparkle, that would be source. Oh, yes. And this is a word for you. Define happiness. Huh. Happiness is being free. Uh, happiness is laughing until your tummy hurts. <laughs> <laughs> laughingness, laughingness, laughingness. I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> True beingness. That's all. Mm, yes. Mm. The universe gave you free billboards. To share one message across the main highways in major cities all around the world, Joni. What would these billboards read? Well, they would be uh, like a half a block apart. And it would be a giant U, Y-O-U, dot, 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 R, dot, 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 love, period. <sighs> Which you could say you are God. Yeah. You are source. You are love and loved. Mm, I love that. You are loved mm. and love. One last question. And I bet you just couldn't guess this one is coming out of nowhere for you. Pins and needles. Pins and needles. How would you advise the Your Own Magic listeners to create their own magic? Let your light shine. So many ways to do that, but let your light shine. Everybody has their own unique light, and yours is important. <laughs> you know, this world would not be what it is without you. Whatever you, you know, you know, if you've got 100,000 listeners, I'm talking to every single one of you. This world would not be what it is without you. We all ripple out. And if you don't believe her, think about the people that you love most and how unique their light mm. is. And you see it. And just know you have that mm -hmm. too. Allie, 
once said that she felt at one point I was like a, a light that had a lampshade and the lampshade had a blanket over the top of it. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Let the light shine. So that's what I want everyone to do. I told my dad this the other day whenever I'm sad and I was feeling weird last week and I know it's only a phase and I'm human and this is going to happen in my experience and but I know how to tap back in and find my light and one song that always comes to mind whenever I'm in that state every single time is this little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine <laughs> it does though it like pops in my head when I'm feeling sad and low and I think that it's my spirit guides like reminding yeah, me yeah and we all feel you know we all feel those things and that's the other thing we need to remember we all feel all of it always and we just mm. it's just that we have to remember and you guys were laughing that the podcast that we did last year this too shall pass this too shall wow. whether it's your happiness or your sadness this too shall pass oh <gasps> uh, like we had the most magical christmas and you re you looked at us and you reminded us this too mm -hmm. shall pass mm-hmm I love your light. I honor your light. Oh, my heart's so full right now. You are so amazing. I love you. And I cherish this relationship to the moon and back. And it really does hold a great space in my heart. And I also, I knew that we had such a strong and profound soul connection from the moment I heard your voice over Ali's phone in India. Yes. Yes. We immediately connected. Oh, yeah. It was magical. <laughs> Where can everyone connect with you and find uh, you? Uh, okay. So Instagram. I think it's under Joni Caldwell Learner or Joni Learner, L-E-R-N-E-R. -E -E and um, spiritualaliveness.org is the website. And that's being changed. It's being updated um, as we speak. <laughs> And then, and then the podcast is going to be called um, Spiritual Aliveness with Joni. Yay. And I'm going to link it all in the show notes for everybody. Yay. And please DM Joni and tell them, tell her what message resonated with you or just send her some Oh love. my gosh. I would love both of those things. Anything. It's, it's just, I love connecting with uh, people, period. So, and the yomis <laughs> i know <laughs> you know it's it's taken wings it's exactly what, mm. what a parent wants to have happen so you should be very proud it's your grandchild it's my grandchild <laughs> okay proud of it at all <laughs> <laughs> no you definitely had a great part you know it oh uh, no <sighs> just a little uh, just a little love little context there well speaking of love i love you thank you so much Thank you. Dear Yomi, thank you so much, so, so much for lending your ear. I, I hope something in this spoke to your soul. And will you please, please say hello in the Your Own Magic Facebook group to all of the Soul Tribers. And if you, if you like this podcast, I would so love to read your review. And of course, I'll gift you a free guided meditation from yourownmagic.life, which by the way, 
has many meditations, meditative imaginings, journal questions, magic monthly challenges, and just other spiritual tools for your soul. More on youronmagic.life when you join the Soul Tribe exclusive site for $4.44 per month. I'm just thankful for us spiritualists to gather together and have a safe space to help us tap into our own magic. Anyways, I love you all so much. Thank you for listening and have a magical day.